Good afternoon on the last Monday of 2021. Got a few sports to look at here. NBA, college basketball has one game to look at. NFL, Monday Night Football. And the one college game, which was opt-out, transfer, COVID, and coaching change affected. Decided it wasn't anything worth playing on. As it turned out, the side that was should have been expected to win did cover Western Michigan. All right, so NFL football, interesting game. Miami visiting New Orleans. New Orleans looks like they're putting Ian Book, first-year man out of uh, Notre Dame, behind the center. And they are a three-point underdog now after being a three-point favorite prior to all of this mess. Alan Kamara is playing, and I think that'd be probably the most important point to factor into this. Sean Payton's a quarterback whisperer, but there's a reason why I haven't played Ian Book before, and they've put everybody else that they could in there, including asking their old man to come out of retirement. So um, Drew Brees to come out of retirement, who said no, and that was actually a serious request that they, they sent him. So that's where they're at. So we don't expect much from Ian Book. We do expect a dink and dunk down the field. We've got Alvin Kamara. Meanwhile, Miami with Tua Tagliavoa is a dink and duck ma- master. He, he's not a he's not a all-star quarterback by any means. And again, this is in New Orleans, the defense that just shut down Tom Brady and the Bucks. So expect a low-scoring game. Although I can't go under on this. Um, there is logic in uh, if you were to bet the lowest expected scores of the week under, which this would be one, and the highest expected scores over, blindly, you would do well. So the tendency then would be to go under here, and especially with, again, defenses playing well on both sides and quarterbacks of ill repute on both sides, you would expect the under. And if I was the fourth to take a side, I would take the under. I'm not going to, though. There is the same game. Partly opportunity to do that, though. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take New Orleans plus three because that is the smart money play on this. I'm going to do it for three quarters of a unit. So obviously we're not going to shrink it down to the half unit size that we've done with the NBA yesterday when we went one and one. Uh, and I just don't feel comfortable with the full unit. It's all about money management. So New Orleans plus three points at even money for three quarters of a unit and feel comfortable with that. I look at it as about an even game, and New Orleans got home field advantage, so I'll take the three points. Now, same game parlay, another three-quarters of a unit. We're going to go with New Orleans plus seven and a half. They can lose by a touchdown, and we'll go under 46 and a half. So we're getting more than a touchdown over the current line for that uh, special teams, defensive, whatever touchdown that might sneak up on us. So we'll go for three-quarters of a unit, under 46 and a half, parlayed in with the same game. New Orleans plus seven and a half. That is it for NFL. And then we've got four plays in the NBA. Charlotte minus seven. That line is going to move up prior to tip off. Charlotte minus seven. We're going to take Boston minus five and a half on the road. That line is also going to be sneaking up. And then we'll take Memphis and Phoenix under 221.5. And finally, Brooklyn Nets, minus three and a half over the Clippers. The Clippers have just about nobody left on the roster that can play basketball at a high level due to injuries, etc. Brooklyn is missing quite a bit, but they do have Harden back and some other other role players that are 
reasonable, reasonably talented basketball players. So this is a Brooklyn game all the way, minus three and a half. So there the recap is Brooklyn, Boston, Charlotte minus the points. And we've got a total with Memphis and Phoenix to go under. I don't I think we'll have more defense there than we've seen in recent times with the Phoenix Suns. And Memphis is pretty good at the defensive side of things. And finally, college basketball, Brown and Syracuse. Brown is a nine and a half point favorite now. Uh, the play on that is pretty simple. We're going to split it up. We're going to do a full unit on this game. It's nine and a half, and there seems to be some success in expecting these favored teams to do well in the first half and then hold on in the second half. So, again, I'm not going to be able to take – I'm not going to go full steam, full ha- first half only, although this game does appear to be a candidate to do that. I'm not quite ready to pull the trigger on that. So we're going to go half a unit, Syracuse, first half minus five. First half minus five on Syracuse. We'll take the other half unit on Syracuse for the full game at minus nine and a half. And we'll see. You know, Syracuse will be up by nine or ten at halftime, and hopefully they can gain a point or two for the rest of the game rather than winning by three or something for the full game. But we'll see. There should be a serious class difference between Syracuse and Brown. Uh, that being said, Brown is putting a lot of points in the board this year. I just don't think they'll be able to do it as well against Syracuse. So that's it. Syracuse half on the half timeline and half on the full game. And uh, we'll be back. I might just come back with some college bowl games late, late, late this evening. If not, it'll be early tomorrow. There's been more cancellations. The problem with these college bowl games is it's becoming, as I've said many times in the past, and anyone who's followed along since the beginning will have heard this, and it's a broken record. A lot of times postseason in sports is for watching only, not for betting. And college bowl games may very well become the picture-perfect example of that because of all the opt-outs. You're, you're not getting that in professional sports. That's when they're going to show up. Um, it's just harder to bet on postseason. But now you've got these amateur sports with opt-outs, uh, transfer portals, coaching. This is crazy. Again, today's football game started with Nevada as a seven-point favorite and ended up with Nevada as a seven-point underdog, a 14-point swing because the coaching staff left, the starting quarterback left, four or five of the top five receivers left. That This is not... I don't even. I, have, I question whether that's even watchable. Why do we want to watch? If you're the fan of one of those teams, maybe, but none of your best players are there, and you're going to feel left. You're going to feel like the bride left of the altar as everyone's leaving your program. It doesn't. It's not. It's not good. Again, we have to support these athletes who are trying to do what's best for them to go to a different school. Where I'm guessing there's probably a check involved with. Uh, one of the local boosters is going to put them on an advertising program and promise them X amount of dollars, number one. Number two, they just might have a better opportunity for playing time. Good for you. And then the opt-outs for the NFL. Obviously, we know what that's all about. If they think they can get a check in the NFL, not get injured in their last game in college, then uh, there's a lot of logic behind that too. So it's hard to fault the athletes for doing that, but it's not enjoyable for the fan to watch it's not 
conducive to profit making and betting on it. Not that they care. It's none of their concern. Although hopefully we don't have a situation where it is their concern because they're getting paid under the table for some heinous activities, but so be it. Let's move on with what we have today. Be back with college football bowl games if possible. Good luck.